0: Leave us, listener of podcasts. This is a sanctuary for the lost and wretched. There is nothing here for you to pillage or plunder, except this free offer for an audiobook from Audible.com. Get a free download at audibletrial.com watch out for fireballs when you sign up for a trial to check out their service. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Now please, stick around obediently.
1: Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks
2: with power and with confidence.
1: My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross.
3: My name is Vivian.
1: And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat Appendix. It is an undead second favorite.
0: And this week we are reading your responses to uh, five two and five three.
3: Mm-hmm. Thank and, you uh,
1: uh, very much for joining us
0: again, Vivian. Yes, thanks for sticking around. This has been a uh, spectacularly long uh, recording session.
3: <laughs> yeah, as I was mentioning, I uh, thought about going to see The Hobbit at midnight. Thought better of it. <laughs> <So> here <laughs> I am.
1: <laughs> Examine your life choices. Yeah. This is this is long for a bonfireside chat. For a watch out for fireballs, we'd be just getting started oh yeah we're just getting warmed uh, cause, up because that, that show is too long <laughs> um, the uh yeah so we're reading your responses which means that we're spending with the initial episodes and then uh response episodes we're spending a grand total of four weeks just like mired in shit like it is, it is a whole it's like filth month it's like you know feces filth, month filth month here at uh bonfireside chat <laughs> so um yeah let's uh let's get started with errata which yeah. are some corrections and little notes about last time. Do you want to get us started, cool?
0: Yes. So Mandy says via contact, your insight, into, your insight into what Leechmonger actually might be caught my attention while I was listening to your podcast on Five One. It's quite horrific to think that there is a person or what's left of one anyway um, is still struggling in what seems to be a mass of leeches uh, becoming its own entity. Um, I thought about it and figured there are actually two interesting things in the valley that complement the theory. If I recall correctly, there is a submerged corpse from which you can pick up a hero's soul. Forgot which one. Wash down the stream of filth from the boss room, uh, just as you enter 5-2. Uh, this could be the guy who was the host of the leechmonger, if not some randomly uh, placed soul item. Uh, and then finally this next one, which I have trouble understanding, you guys might be able to help me with this. Vito, the Moonlight Bro... (laughs) (laughs) Um, <laughs> Seem to suffer a similar fate, um, as we find out his sword was at the center of a large mass of bog slugs or whatever you call those things. He's probably been dead longer, uh, though there's uh, uh, though since what's left of him is only a sword. Uh, assuming Leechmonger also had someone in it, uh, there seems to be a recurring theme in that th- the deaths occurred in the valley. Oh,
1: I thought that he, I thought that Mandy was trying to say Nito. No, no, he's actually he's actually he's, trying to say Beto. Beto, okay, yeah, cool. Beto is the name of the, the knight that had the Moonlight Sword, so it's neither Beto nor Nito, it's Beto. Oh, is is so a it's Spanish. Is the description of the sword? Yeah, yeah, it was owned by Beto. Okay,
3: Oh, cool. I was totally, when you said veto the Moonlight, bro,
1: I was like, I was on board regardless. I was, I was <laughs> perplexed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I don't read these in advance the responses. So I wasn't uh copping your your insight on the the fact that this, you know, this those slugs might have eaten somebody yeah. who had the sword. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Yeah, well, that that is I think that is what happened to Beto.
0: I was copying your insight by referencing it uh in the actual episode itself. But uh, but yeah, it it, uh, it holds thematically.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Vito, I'm glad it's not a veto. Because it just again like, that like sounds Don just like Don Vito from BAM, or well, no, just the, like it sounds like um Vince and uh and Vince Neil and or whatever, Boosh! yeah, Nico, yeah, Vince and Nico. It's a Vito, um <laughs> uh, it just it, it sounds a little too mobster for me, yeah, for Dark Souls. Um, hmm. I will read uh Take here by Conduct. Uh, Take says. I can't take credit for the significance of the laughs in Dark Souls, since I think I first heard about it that from your podcast. I also don't think <laughs> I ever realized how convenient the filthy lady's position is in terms of the plague below, uh, rat plague below, plague rats below. Speaking of which, I couldn't find the Japanese text for the Virgin, Bear, Virgin Mary dialogue, but I did find something else interesting. Apparently, it's not in the American version, and there's a, a link. Yeah. I, can conf- uh, I can confirm this since I checked with my own game. I also didn't see any babies while I was there, although I do often hear from people that the corpse of her son is in that area. Maybe people are mistaking the duffel bag on the floor for a child. Hmm. Uh, DCFS is going to call you there. (laughs) uh, um, Also, I love using Wrath of God on the plague rats in the area, and that does hit the filthy woman above. The first time it happened, it really freaked me out because she walks in in this really creepy way. Plus, it was totally unexpected in a, whoa, what are you doing here? moment. Plus, if you're not tr- if you're trying not to kill her, it's difficult since she can follow you into the next area with the first giant and a group of defiled ones. So, yeah, hmm. a lot to unpack. I think that first bit, I think that we gave him credit for me- referencing the last thing. Yeah. Um, we might have mistakenly credited him for that. It was definitely a fan that wrote in, and I think we thought it was Takei, but it wasn't.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you have a really good track record for this kind of stuff, so I just yeah. kind of like assumed it was safe to attribute it to you.
1: Whoever Which... it actually is, we, we apologize. Yes. For not getting yeah. proper credit.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I kind of have to, so, okay. So I take initial issue with saying it's not in the American version because I remember hearing it and going to the, going to the wiki to make sure that I wasn't just like losing my mind as I usually am. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, so, so so that, that's the way that I remember it, whether or not that's some kind of Oprah memory that was awakened by reading on the wiki as opposed to the other way around. I'm not sure, but, uh, but yeah.
1: If you go to the wiki, there is like a whole section on different versions and there, are, there are multiple versions of it released in in multiple countries. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess it's possible that it would change from version. I remember it too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't, uh, you know, I don't have a concrete memory though.
2: Yeah,
0: so I just I I like believing it's there because it does like do some weird Dark Tower shit with like making this part of a world. But
1: I w- I would love to believe it's not there. I <laughs> Me actually, too. I hate that line. <laughs> like oh I I I, yeah that yeah no it's it, it's loathsome
0: yeah. and it like implies it implies more 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 than it has any ability to li- to, you know, to deliver on. But uh, yeah yeah yeah
1: like I I love metafiction, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, yeah. I I wish that it was gone. Um, so maybe it is, and maybe I just I opened it, which would be good. Um, it's the only time I want over to memory jack me. So, um, Vid, do you want to read this third one?
3: Yeah. Um, this is Mike via the contact form uh, with the header just funnin.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Hi Cole, Gary, and insert third name here. <laughs> That's me. Um, I want to start by saying that you guys are great and were the ones that got me back into Demon Souls, which I'm really enjoying myself with. That said, with the one and a half worlds until the end of the game left, I was wondering if you could export Demon Souls into a different form of media, like a TV series, film series, or anime, what would you pick and how would you go about doing it? A Dark Souls example would be, say, this is Dark Souls spoilers. By the way, I guess anybody who's listened <laughs> to the cast at this point, yeah. an anime where the first scene is where the chosen undead lights the flame, burns, reawakes in the asylum, then goes about changing what happened the first time with flashback episodes showing what happened originally.
1: Huh. Hmm. Yeah, I wish we got. I want, I want more questions like this. I like yeah. this kind of like uh, not based in the game, just you know, funnin', mm-hmm. funnin just just fun and yeah, just, 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 just fun. Yeah, just fun. Just fun with us. <laughs> um, what, what you guys go first? What would you, what'd you do? Like, I, what, what do you want to see I, a Demon Souls of? I'm resistant to
0: taking something from one from one medium and, and you know porting it to another. I think that that is usually a, a recipe for you know some flavor of disappointment. Although the best instances of that do add more in the transition. Um, you know,
1: imagine I, it's done like ideally. Imagine this, then,
0: okay, so imagining it's done ideally, I would love to see a like a novel like a book about it that actually like you know leaves leaves more more of this to your imagination. I think that if it was taken into a linear medium, um, specifically either you know anime television or movies, I think that it would give up way too much even if a, you know even if it was done in a really uh, dreamlike David Lynchian fashion, I, I would much rather it be uh, crafted uh, in, a, in a way that kind of depended on the person to fill in the blanks, uh, much like the games do.
1: I I think I I would I think I would go for so the I thought book at least initially when I read it but I think about the way that novels are paced mm-hmm. and the I can't imagine it not being just glacial um like when you don't have you know any kind of you know so little dialogue to break things up mm-hmm. um and there's very little dialogue in these games like the the pace it you know it'd be very slow paced mm-hmm. in a in a game that like that you know there are moments that are about quiet reflection but there're also a lot of it that isn't you know about no. that like there is there is stuff that you do so if like if I had to imagine an idealized version, it would be like a like a prestige, you know, style like HBO show, mm. like not a movie, but like, a you know, 10 episodes of yeah. some, you know, done well.
0: So 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 when I say novel, I'm thinking specifically of The Road, which is long periods of reflection punctuated by very violent um you know <laughs> very violent bits but so, the road, so, so like, there's two I'm
1: characters wearing. in the road yeah. so like you can have you can do exposition less clumsily you can mm-hmm. do like having an extra character there like makes a huge difference in as far as conveying information whereas like you, you can't have like a, a fun little demon companion you know in, in demon souls like you would just be one character alone with his thoughts for that long and i can see that being you know too much mm-hmm. and the pacing suffering because of it
0: yeah Well, I, you know, and, and again, like I, like I sometimes tend to do defer back to the dark tower where, you know, like a lot of it is like an ensemble kind of thing, but there are these quiet reflective moments where it's just Roland, right. You know, encountering these things. So, so, so yeah, like, you know, it it would, it would have to be, again, we're, we're, we're idealizing it, right. I'm just, I'm just imagining it, you know giving you the ability to fill this stuff in on your own you know and i don't i don't so much care if it's glacially paced that can be played to its advantage um in certain you know if we're talking ideal right i just I, i would just hate to see it taken like it's already visual and like to see it visual and then also take away the interactivity would just remove so much of it for me yeah yeah and so, and, and so to, to, like, to, to, to give you that ability to reassert your will over it would be uh, would be would be huge um, you know if you, if you took it back, I think that it's
3: perfect for games, but that that would be a lazy answer
1: yeah that's yeah. i mean like, if you if you're forced to answer yeah, yeah, yeah I was
3: gonna say I'm gonna start with the cop out of saying that I wouldn't do it yeah. especially not to dark Souls, which I hold kind of to a higher level than demon souls in terms of making it of it as a successful like artistic product mm-hmm a through line, you know, themes that you can actually meaningfully discuss and suss out in the game. Um, I think if I had to do it, it would probably actually be a graphic novel because I kind of disagree about the visual format. I think textualizing the thing Mm -hmm. takes away part of what makes the Souls game special, which is that lack of dialogue and forcing you to find environmental clues and kind of put stuff together and make inferences yourself rather than, this constant stream of text that you get in most role-playing games where it's just everything is exhaustive conversations of people repeating the same, same basic ideas over and over and over again. Yeah.
1: yeah that's a good, I mean, graphic novel is a good idea. Yeah. That's a good, uh, good answer. I wouldn't turn it into a, into a manga. I wouldn't turn it into an <laughs> anime. Yeah. Maybe I, I discounted graphic media because I, I guess it says anime, not a, not a manga. Yeah.
3: But I was thinking, you know, something kind of beautifully illustrated, great colors. Yeah. Yeah
1: yeah i I would get pretty i'd be into yeah. that too like, like, like
0: turning it into sequential art like that would be would be pretty neat yeah yeah that's a
1: good and i am not saying I would necessarily do it either mm-hmm. like just for the record I'm the only person who didn't express reluctance, but it's not because I would you know i want to see it like shit give it to you know give it to anybody like I want to see the Michael Bay demon Souls like I don't really want it to be adapted, however, if it was yeah. you know. hmm
0: so, yeah, uh, let's move on to the actual response itself. Sorry, I thought we were pausing to reflect. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this is Dan via the contact uh, form, which is ducky.tv slash contact. I played through Demon's Souls 1.99 times. The Maiden Astrea fight is one of the most memorable events I'd ever experienced in a game. When I first encountered them, I was like totally, oh, shit, I have to fight two bosses at the same time. After defeating Garl Vinland, uh, which wasn't that tough of a fight, I was totally expecting the Maiden to resurrect him as I approached her. That makes two of you at least. Um, (laughs) uh, What's about to happen uh, will next leave my conscious mind. I should have added that. I'm sorry. Um, uh, She said to me, it's really important. Sorry. Is it really important? Take it. Take your precious demon soul. As she killed herself in front of me. Um, And as I just stood there in silence, pondering about my life, Uh, it was years later until my second playthrough. I came here last after defeating the False King. I entered 5-3, and they kindly asked me to leave, and I left and never returned. It was not until a a few more years later uh, where I came across you guys and some of B's playthrough, Epic Name Bro. Um, I decided to dust off my PS3 and try out the game again. My PS3 died after playing for an hour. It was a sign that I uh, should never ever return.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The response is really kind of hilariously structured, like yeah. the, the, the end of that first paragraph having that like kind of weight to it, uh-huh. and then just coming back in his PS3 breaking <laughs> and then having the same weight. Like it might have just been high in the reading, but that's really funny <laughs> to me. That
3: is crazy though. I always love to imagine that there are people out there that that do something like that, like get to that point and just stop or. <laughs> get to that uh, obviously danger zone for spoilers for an unrelated game here but there's a moment in spec ops that kind of mm-hmm. forces you to do yeah. something terrible and yeah. having a similar like i would love to imagine there are people out there whose reaction to that was to turn the game off and <laughs> yeah. yeah well
0: i mean like that, that that's especially the case for like ongoing games that's uh you know one of my god i i love video games hot dogs so much but they had this pretty long discussion about how skyrim doesn't end you just decide to stop and wherever you stop that was the end of that story right so Mm -hmm. you know like any open-ended game like my world of warcraft story ended just like because i went to a village and logged off and never played again right? So, you know, again, it creates this weird metatextual ending that because you never continued, that's just where stuff stopped.
3: So your character settled down with a baker in that village. Pretty much, yeah.
1: (laughs) But I like the idea of, like, specifically with spec ops and with this, where, like, the the work actually supports it, like, that being a you know, a strong ending, yeah. you know, as opposed to a petering out. Like, I agree with that about Skyrim. Like, I, I played that game and liked it just fine, but even doing all the <sighs> stuff didn't feel like a good ending. Like, the ending mm-hmm. of it is dumb. Um, that's always true of Elder Scrolls games. Like, it, you know, it doesn't feel appropriately mm-hmm. big enough. Whereas yeah. something like, you know, turning away, you know, we talked about it when we talked about Spec Ops at length. Um, you know, the way to to be good in that game and to win it is not to play it. You know, <laughs> it is to quit. And like that's really satisfying. And this is really satisfying too. The idea of doing everything, getting to this point and then walking away, like that has a lot of weight to it in the way that like just like I'm kinda of sick of playing this, you know, yeah. it doesn't. Like uh by that logic, like my ending of Friday the thirteenth for NES was when, you know, <laughs> I couldn't get past the lake. Like, and that is the ending for me, but it's not mm-hmm. A good ending as a story whereas these two works those specific spec ops and demon souls have endings that support you stopping playing that feel like a complete narrative
0: (laughs) the ending to friday the 13th in that case was all of your counselors died in the lake yeah.
3: yeah. 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 Or or
0: or we're butchered yeah. by Jason and thrown at a lake. <laughs> yeah. Well we're butchered by Jason in a lake as he jet skied over the surface of the water. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's especially strong here because because you listening to Estrella is also you tacitly serving the old one. So it's like you choosing the quote unquote bad ending.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Trent says via contact. Although I played Demon Souls when it first came out, I never actually beat the game until after I beat Dark Souls, and it was all because of this damned area. <laughs> a terrifying shanty town where it's very easy to lose your footing doesn't exactly gel well with a night fe- knight wearing full brushwood armor wielding the dragon bone smasher. That sounds like a good excuse, right? It definitely wasn't because i was I wa- because I was scared or because I wasn't scared or anything. When I went back and beat the game, I was surprisingly underwhelmed with Five one. The upper part of Blighttown was literal hell. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a place that would be worse to spend an eternity in. However, I feel like 5-2 is much more atmospheric than Blighttown's swamp. This tends to be the case with a lot of Demon Souls areas, honestly. Although I personally feel that Dark Souls is overall a better game, there's just something special about Demon's Souls' level design and atmosphere, especially in areas like 3-1, 3-2, and 5-2. Do you guys feel that Demon's Souls genuinely has a better level design, or could I possibly be a little jaded by the fact that Dark Souls reuses a lot of ideas in terms of level design tropes? I think it may be a little bit of both. But in any case, I certainly hope that Dark Souls 2 doesn't have another Valley of Defilement slash Blighttown clone. The two areas are great, but I'd definitely rather have a new experience altogether than a second rehash of a Demon Souls area. Also, what types of areas do you guys want to see in Dark Souls Two? I'd love to see a Call of Cthulhu-esque non-Euclidean area that plays tricks on people, or just more love crafting and inspiration in general, like in Demon Souls.
2: Mm, I, I,
0: I like the I like the non-Euclidean idea, um, but more in just kind of in the sense of you know the the the, the architecture playing tricks with you, like in a drinking game. You know, smack a bell, whatever, House of Leaves or Silent Hill kind of sense. But uh, you know, that kind of plays against the the, the whole uh, the whole souls thing of knowledge being your enemy and constricting space rather than even, you know, cheap cheap tricks, right?
3: Well even in terms of well, no, I mean but you could design a level that sort of broke geographic rules and established early that it was doing so like you open a door and there's just nothing on the other side, if you take oh, a step yeah, forward yeah. you fall and die or something, stuff like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. They are I mean they already do invisible walls and invisible and, and platforms and yeah. stuff. You could do that. It just would have to be the same every time. It couldn't be like yeah. a random element. So it's like you, know? you, you
0: like after you get a certain after you get a certain length down a hallway when you try and turn back. And that, that, that like that gets tricky because it depends on where you're looking. It would have to be like when you were not looking at the place that the geometry changed yeah. in I order for it to be maximum either. unnerving. Yeah.
1: Yeah, which would be difficult. Like uh having, you know, they're definitely yeah, like the open yeah. Of,
0: yeah that, that, that like that that would be more to a demon souls level level de, you know level design aesthetic aesthetic
1: yeah 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 i don't know i, I think that i like the the d i agree with you with the demon souls i mean they both have their strengths like there are mm-hmm. levels that i'm not as impressed with in, in both um demon souls levels are darker and scarier
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i think that's what you're you're picking up on um i guess like level kind of uh Design level design means speaks to me in a, di- a different way than just kind of a, like an aesthetic design. Um, in which, like for the most part, I actually I like the the Dark Souls levels better. Yeah. Um, you know the demon I talked about a lot on the podcast, but a lot of the Demon Souls levels I think the places between Art Stones are too long, um, and there's you know there's areas that are a little bit haphazard as far as the uh, the kind of spacing out the you know the different breaks or the different uh, you know kind of rest points and things like that. Um, It'd be yeah, awesome. Yeah.
0: Sorry, it'd be awesome if they could marry the Demon Souls like atmosphericness and scariness with the Dark Souls world cohesiveness. I yeah, think I that that say, is... yeah, I was
3: gonna say. Yeah, I feel like an unfair advantage that Demon Souls has in this regard that might lead to, to any positive things that you see about its level design come from the fact that it doesn't have to be cohesive. Dark Souls, like all the levels, fit together into one giant map, and mm-hmm. Demon Souls doesn't have that problem, and yeah. that kind of frees you up as a level designer. I think to. You can sort of stick stuff anywhere, essentially. Yeah.
1: yeah, and you can have wildly different kind of palettes and not have them. But I mean, you have that in Dark Souls too. You know, you just have to get to them. Like, there's connective tissue, yeah, in there. So again, you have less of a jarring effect. You're more, you know, you're making a more gradual transition to them. So that has a different kind of feel to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I think that, like, largely, that's what people have said about Dark Souls too. Is that it looks like it takes a lot of inspiration from Demon Souls as far as you know, kind of atmosphere. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that too. And you
0: know, and just and just and, you know just even in seeing the uh, the Huntsman's Copes um that you know bore out like it was dark and atmospheric and you know god knows that is a really really dark game <laughs> visually <laughs> uh which plays out in the in the demon souls favor but uh you know it was it was laid out vertically like a like a dark souls level would be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um the thing as far as things I'd like to see um, you know, specifically in a level is what I what I like and what I pick up on in boss fights and in levels in these games is I like uh, areas that have like a, kind of a strong gameplay theming element to it. Um, one of the things that was really fun in the first season of this was kind of coming up with those, those thematic statements for each area. And sometimes it kind of broke down, like we would be reaching or, or you know, and they didn't quite work out or we reuse some. But my favorite mm. areas are the ones that kind of have an idea behind them. And I would like to see, I like that. in in a level so i mean in in a way you can call it gimmicky i don't really you know it i don't necessarily think of it as gimmicky like it really enforces the alien feel Mm
2: -hmm.
1: of some of these areas to me and uh and it just figuring that out is really fun for me like i was you know figuring out the invisible bridges and the the crystal caves was really fun for me like oh shit (laughs) this is what this is that was that was you know a moment of like real pure delight and i like that kind of thing
3: yeah yeah even from a narrative perspective, I mean, I would agree. I think there is more of, in Dark Souls, a lot more of the levels you can break them down and say, what is this level like in the context of the game? What does this mean? Like, why is this here? Why is, for example, the episode that I was on, you know, Eyes of in the Demon Ruins, why is this area so bright and uncomfortably glowy mm-hmm. and full of lava and all that? I think that you can do that more in Dark Souls and fit it into a cohesive idea of what the game is about. And you can't really do that in Demon Souls as much as you know, these are just horrible places and the game is mm. about the world being terrible. And that's mm. not nearly as strong. I think.
0: Yeah. I think that dark souls two being a direct sequel, obviously because of the title, um, gives them a unique opportunity to take those expectations from the first world or from the first game and, you know, be being set in the same world and subvert them. Um, and I would hope that they would, you know, use that to both kind of pay homage like they did from, you know, demon souls to dark souls, Um, and also, you know, just kind of like, give give us something, give us something new that also was as, you know, thematically, you know, narratively as satisfying as like the end game being all about corruption. Right.
1: I, I think, yeah, I think they'll, they'll be less likely to be just kind of spiritual successor. Mm-hmm. Areas because it is a dark soul. Oh yeah, for, for, like for, for it makes, real. Makes, and and that, yeah. that,
0: that's what I mean by the subversion, right? Like, yeah. let's take that, and then you know, people who you know, I, I would venture, I guess, to say, more people play Dark Souls than Demon Souls. So like, they 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 can't get away with that shit as much as they did from Demon to Dark, right? Yeah. So and, I'm, I'm not even yeah. saying
1: that. It just makes it. May, yeah, it just it, like it, it works in the favor of them doing less of that because it makes. Mm-hmm. You know, more sense well, for there to be the Valley of Defilement and Blight Town and less sense for there to be two Blight Towns in the same mm-hmm. world. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, <laughs> yeah. well they'll, right.
0: they'll do they'll do less of it, but they might fake towards one to make you think, Oh, this is Linux, I know this, and then not. Yeah. Which they I th- which which very... I think will be immensely satisfying. Especially because this is you know, this is so far flung into the future and even in the beta there were so many oblique references to the history and the world, right? And this pantheon. Yeah. Right, like I want them. I want them to leverage that knowledge that people have going into this, and oh, yeah. uh, and uh, and and use that to make whatever they do different. Which hopefully is a lot of things more powerful.
3: I've been trying to media blackout on Dark Souls two a little bit, so I haven't participated in the beta or anything. But watching those initial trailers, one thing that stuck out to me that I saw people commenting on a lot was: it looks like you actually go to the place where the painted world, like what the painted world is a painting of, like mm-hmm. crossing mm-hmm. that bridge into a fort. And that's the kind of thing, like, you're absolutely right. They could subvert your expectation there in a lot of ways. And do yeah. interesting things with
0: yeah. that. Yeah. Yep, j- yep. J- just like they're willing to play tricks and lay traps on you, I want them to do that, except across multiple games. <laughs> right.
1: yeah. 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 I mean, it it's couldn't be, like, it's it's real different, but that's one of the best things about, um, and we talk about it a lot, like, the best thing about the remake.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, the Resident Evil remake is that it plays on the knowledge you have and your expectations to fuck with you.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which, you know. We all appreciate. There's a I can't remember which uh, YouTuber it said but who who said it, but I I mentioned it before on the show, but it would be a pro move on, on from's behalf if they dressed up somebody like uh yeah. and uh you
2: know
1: just had Solaire you know in a Solaire equivalent <laughs> in Lautrac armor standing by the edge of a cliff. Yeah. And then, you know,
3: <laughs> you, like, you praising the game. sun.
1: <laughs> yep, and you're gonna kick him off because you want his ring of you know, whatever. His back. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it, it turns out he's the best, you know, the most helpful NPC in the game. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Just, be, just, just because they can count on more people having played it, I, I just, I, I would love to see them uh, take it in that, in that weird direction. But
1: yeah. Yeah. Do you want to close us out, Viv?
3: Uh, yeah, sure. This is Josh via Facebook. Does anyone actually like Five Two? Answer: No. Screw this place. Coming into Demon Souls from Dark Souls, my first thought was that there was an equivalent ring to the Rusted Iron Ring that I needed to find before I could beat the area. Just as I did in Dark Souls, I wasn't using a wiki until I exhausted my patience with, it, with the level and spent several hours crisscrossing 5-1 and 5-2, searching for this <laughs> ring or heading to the internet. Oh no. To my extreme displeasure, no such ring exists. The giant depraved ones are enough of a hassle on solid footing, but as a light character who depends primarily on rolling to escape enemies, I found myself cursing the valley with every breath. This was what eventually led me to using the thief's ring to evade them. Unlike other worlds, there's no sense that anyone ever lived here, and the architecture seems to go along with it. Everything is made of elevated platforms that seem to indicate that no one wanted to stay in this old one forsaken place. They just wanted to get through it as quickly as possible. 5-2 was the worst of Blighttown and the Tomb of Giants stacked into one massive fuck-you-to-the-player. And to top it all off, the Dirty Colossus is one of the easiest bosses in the game, <laughs> which I should be grateful for but instead it just makes me even more bitter about the whole affair. <laughs> Completely unrelated, I have no idea how Maiden Australia possibly kept her cloak that white walking through this.
1: Some <laughs> yeah. detergent.
3: Yeah.
0: So, De- <laughs> yeah. De- demon souls. Ancient <laughs> demon secret.
1: <Yeah.
3: laughs> the idea that popped into my head when I read that was, like, Garl Vinland carrying her, and then in my head getting this mental image of those things where it's like, oh, well, why are there only one set of footprints there, Jesus? <laughs> Sorry,
1: you. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Ah. I also like the idea of Garl Vinland doing her laundry. Like just like like in full armor, like with a washboard. Oh <laughs> kind of like, these
0: stains No, his armor yeah. is the washboards. These yeah. stains.
1: These persistent
0: yeah. stains. Yep.
2: Yeah. yeah. You
1: had to get fetus out of your dress. Yeah. Yeah, um,
0: so, so the comment about nobody ever having lived here is actually pretty funny, uh, given given you know what, the, said.
1: what yeah. we said. Yeah, a <laughs> yeah, c- couple five hours ago, maybe. like five one doesn't. I mean, people live there; there are beds and stuff. But it definitely seems like something that's on the way to yeah to five two. Yeah,
0: um, which you c- just you know, build com-
1: your houses on the walls of a cliff. You know,
0: <laughs> well, com- but, I mean, I mean, compared to the com- you know compared to the swamp in uh, Blight Town, uh, where nobody ever lived at all like yeah. it's it's a little bit weirder that people actually did live here, so I could yeah. see somebody at first glance thinking, like,
1: "What the fuck are all these huts doing in, here, unless they were attempted abortions, they grew up
3: easy It's kind of easy to forget the back half of five two because the swamp is so terrible and is the yeah. thing that like immediately pops in your head when you think about the level that so like I yeah. kind of forgot how much there is there, mm-hmm. like until I was replaying it,
0: yeah, yeah it's kind of teflon i mean like, like like i said it's uh you know they're throwing out chaff for you like spatially uh you're, you're you're just kind of looking for bright shinies in order to get past it but there's a you spend a lot of time running around in those uh in those bamboo uh raised platforms right
1: yeah what is, what is the purpose of that gigantic wall that bifurcates the the place other than just like a gameplay wall
0: i mean obviously it's a, it is primarily a gameplay wall but uh Back in the back in the main episode when I talked about this swamp just claiming what used to be a civilization down here, or like people trying to build stuff and then it going away, like that just being the being the big wall that they built that happened to survive that also happened to be inconvenient from a gameplay uh, yeah. perspective. <laughs> right. Because when
3: you're going through five one, you're kind of going through like ramshackle there's not the same kind of like cubicles and stuff all over the place. But it still feels like it's part of the same community or civilization or something so it could yeah i mean it could just be ruins of something else
1: yeah i mean it, it almost have to be because mm-hmm. like no one's on there there's no structure to it you know it's yeah. not uh if it's guarding something then they you know there's a big <laughs> big dumb hole in your wall <laughs> like,
3: idiots. well and what is it protecting from what like they have nothing of value to protect and As, aside yeah. from yeah. the what thing that they, they think is out.
0: saving their souls or taking them in order to cure oh. them and keeping them alive
3: but what are they keeping out that's worse than what's already in there <laughs> you know well, well, I
0: mean, the, the the gigantic depraved ones don't attack the miniature depraved ones.
3: I guess oh, that's yeah. true.
1: Yeah. Little buddies.
0: Aww, <laughs> Aww. little guy. Little Let's give you give you a nuggie. Little yeah.
1: stinkers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I don't want to. Uh, the depraved ones are like one of the only monsters in the Souls games. I don't want a little plush of. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah.
1: So. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. For your responses. There's still plenty of time to get in responses about uh one, three and one, four. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure you have them, um, you know, about the end boss fight. And then also about one, three, which I haven't replayed it yet for the show, but made a huge impression on me the first time I played threat. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, it, it definitely is uh, a weird return to form, uh, at least in <laughs> yeah. the pacing of the game. It's like, you're coming back to a, to a long lost
1: homeland. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, uh, lay those uh, responses on us. Mm-hmm. Um, Vivian thank you again for sticking around
3: yeah yep great to be here
1: yeah yes well appreciated <laughs> oh, wow. I, I, I I
0: didn't <laughs> I have mean no to
3: retort to that i'm sorry <laughs> yeah no I,
0: and I didn't mean to laugh dismissively, but it actually is fun having you here, so yeah. let's uh uh you could go here you know there's uh plenty of stuff on the network uh this is our last uh bonfire side chat before christmas so uh i've said it on on other shows and it may sound corny but i genuinely hope it uh be safe and be happy enjoy whatever you can
3: yeah yeah absolutely happy holidays everyone
1: yeah yeah happy holidays
0: yeah don't (laughs) don't trim don't fall into a valley of shit
1: Yeah, don't fall into the valley shit. It turns out that Santa Claus is actually the old one (laughs) as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Man, that makes the mall a
1: fucked up place. It does. It does. (laughs) uh, But, you know, it's not worth saving anyway, so Mm -hmm. fuck it. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, So there's the Amazon link. It's uh, duckfeet.tv slash tipjar. Um, Also, other shows on the network, such as, uh, you know, check it out, Comrade. Uh, There's, uh, you know, Watch Out for Fireballs. Um, the level and also uh, Hex Crank. It's all good. Yep. Pilot season. Pilot season, yes. Yeah.
1: And if you feel like it, follow me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Gary Bu, Buh. G A R Y B U
0: H. Follow me on Twitter. Cole Ross. K O L E R O S S. I know it's spelled weird.
3: Don't mm. follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. You've uh, been
1: warned. Yep. Never do it. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. I think that's about it
0: yeah yeah so um until next time
1: uh just no be wary of trap ahead yeah
0: so the world might uh, be poison swamp ahead (laughs) Oombasa.
1: yeah so yeah you can use bitcoins at the referral link so (laughs) yeah. <laughs> Jeez. if you're an awful piece sold. of if you're an awful piece of shit you can still give us
0: money so. <laughs> how, how, um, how bad how ba- so I, I got an email from our, from our uh, the, 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 the service that I use for our RSS provider it's a, it's a pay service um, you know just because I like paying for things because I know the relationship um, <laughs> and uh, they sent me at least saying hey we cancelled your PayPal subscription to us because hey we're accepting bitcoins now oh and also God, credit cards it's like okay cool i don't have to go through paypal so i don't have to worry about supporting evil um and i can just use my credit card however they're like bitcoins now accepted makes me like question the ideology of this company that that i'm using
1: yeah yeah bitcoins uh, text is a pro click twitter to, to follow is it? if oh, you don't great. follow yeah bitcoins.text is pretty great uh that's well worth your with your time and attention
0: so, so so okay. So here, here here's something because because we're all something awfulites, and I know that GBS was never a great place to be. GBS 2.1 feelings.
3: I have posted <laughs> extensively in it. So yeah, <laughs> I have.
1: I, I still read it. It's just weird. I, I never, I never, I have very specific haunts on something awful. Yeah, I never yeah. really spent very much time on on GBS, and that hasn't really changed. Mm-hmm. I saw the two point one tag and popped in real quick, and I was like, "Oh, okay, here's this," and then <laughs> just kind of left. It's it's Fiat. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I think like it
3: was it, it was terrible for a little while, but it kind of actually evened out because the community is really pretty good at like moderating out people who are just kind of offensive without also being funny.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like like the, the, There, there was a period of like, okay, let us let's get this venom out that we couldn't get out before, and just be as just awful as possible regarding every well, possible thing, and then yeah,
1: we. I mean, we didn't by changing that we don't lose anything. Like nope. GBS before was there, there was a place for posts that could be categorized in another forum, but were worse. <laughs> like, if, if you wanted to say something oh, yeah, about video yeah. games, but you weren't yeah. smart, say it in GPS. You if, if
3: you want to talk about current events, but not actually have like, like care or do research. Or type yeah. more than a sentence about it, then yeah. GPS, by all means. Yeah, And not D&D. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, so it's not, we're not losing anything by yeah. doing that. In fact, I bet you, like, the, the mean quality of post has gone up mm-hmm. by, you know, not having that kind of that place for just kind of, you know, shit loose. Yeah.
0: yeah. It it just kind of takes, a it, it takes on the fyid uh, patois, which I enjoy. Like I browse fyid a lot. I, you know, lurk it, but, but, uh, <laughs> but just, uh, I, I kind of use GBS as a, as a, as a weird RSS reader, uh, just mm-hmm. because, you know, sometimes they like stuff would bubble up there and that's how I'd find out about things and not really look at it for like for, for commentary, but for content. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I I, I kind of refuse to participate in the Reddit uh, ecology. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, uh, but yeah, I was just curious.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's interesting. It's not. It's all right. <laughs> it doesn't affect me too much. It's okay. I wonder if it'll last. Like when you when you fuck around on like essay Clopedia, you mm-hmm. always see these things like for what you know. 6 months this forum was turned into this <laughs> yeah. and only talked about this. Yeah. And you know it, a lot of that stuff doesn't actually last. So to, I wonder if it will.
0: Like to be fair <laughs> I, I I used to I used to I used to uh, uh like helldump was my place that I posted in red so mm. I, I don't know.
3: Yeah.
0: I don't know where I that's... was
3: a I was a big big YCS poster. So mm. it's I have a very <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so 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 you're, so you're good
3: on the Fiat lights. There's a little bit of me. Yeah. There's yeah, a little yeah. bit of that in me and Yeah. yeah. I can deal with it
1: yeah hmm. i think I, I end up thinking it's funny I never participate in that kind of stuff. I really only post in the gaming podcast one until yeah. I just read everything else yeah. yeah
0: yeah i just like if it's not something I favorite you know but like
1: yeah yep yep yeah
0: god that that uh the 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 p a y f uh funny comics finding out about nedroid the uh yeah. the the bertato and Reginald. holy <laughs> fuck, I love those things
1: yeah it's good like yeah. that's, that's a really good one yeah and, that's and,
0: consistent there. and i and i shared one of those on my uh on my facebook wall and like people from work came out of oh man i fucking love bear tato and, and uh, reginald like this guy's work and i found that about this and i was like oh this gives me a way to like bond with people at work cool yeah yeah <laughs> let's uh let's do the uh the the appendix yeah, you around, to...
3: for you? oh yeah sure Cool. cool. Yeah, it shouldn't Appreciate be. Uh,
1: it, it's a bunch of comments, but this is never that long.
3: Yeah. Uh, I thought about going to see The Hobbit at midnight, and then I re- remembered. <laughs> <I> remembered <laughs> <Yeah>, the first <laughs> Hobbit? Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. The, uh, the trail of breadcrumbs that begins with The Hobbit and ends with The Hobbit. I was like, yeah. Like, I, I want to see that big dragon, but I was so mad at that first one. Like, yeah. I'm not mad, like, he's disrespecting they, the. It was just a bad movie. Like yeah. yeah, it, was, yeah. It, was it was badly
3: constructed. That. They did a good job with some of the key. You know what I would consider. This is going to be the nerdiest thing that I ever say on here. <laughs> what I would consider the key scenes of The Hobbit. They yeah. did pretty well, you know, with the riddles in the dark and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. the the, the, the yeah. overall thing was just padding it out so much so they with, can turn it into a trilogy with, with and, shit from the Cimmerillion. I mean, come yeah. the fuck
0: on. Uh, if you it, want to it, talk about the most unfilmable piece of garbage, yeah.
3: <laughs> so we're gonna be watching Legolas fighting people in the next one. It looks like, and it's just. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The, uh, it's not just the the padded out that bothered me. Like, there are things that work fine in the book that don't work well in a movie. Like you you can't like having twelve characters that are elevated the way the dwarves are. <laughs> right. Like I couldn't tell any of them apart. They all just had like dumb little slapstick things to to keep you know separate them. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. when they tried to express some kind of gravitas, like it was laughable because oh you're the idiot that I saw like you know, farting over a bowl of Cheerios like just a yeah. second ago in like what comic I, that... relief slapstick thing.
3: But, but, but I think that's true in the book too. I think yeah, it is, is
1: true in the book too, but like I'm that. I'm not a huge Hobbit fan. Like I don't really like those dwarves. But they, I don't think you can do anything with thirteen characters and have it be good, like all together like that. Yeah. Like and have them be good characters. Like But they did
0: something like which I thought was unfathomable, which is they took some of the songs, or at least one of the songs, and made it like fucking badass, which is that that uh that dwarf dirge that they sang. Like, so okay. oh, somebody
1: hasn't seen the animated version with the, uh, the...
0: <laughs> well, yeah, okay. so so, so there we go. <laughs> that I mean, awesome. in film we leave in that film, in the film. Notes? i I, I
1: expect <laughs> I expect
0: animated films to work in song because I've grown up in the same universe as Disney. However, yeah. like in live action, they managed to make that like genuinely affecting yeah,
1: somehow it's, it's,
0: somewhere There's just
1: mattering of good scenes. The other thing that bothered me though, too, is that the c g like monster, oh yeah, creatures in the earlier Lord of the Rings. They were just you know just boss fights and it looked fine because they you know were just fighting. In this one though, they have like comic dialogue, yeah. and their faces have to be expressive, and it makes them look like trash. Uh-huh. Like the Goblin King and the the comedy relief trolls, I just thought looked really bad. Like they looked like video game characters. Like really, yeah. Like they look they stood out way more than when they're just like you know it's fight yeah. choreography and they
3: The quality yeah. did kind of there was something off of it. I think maybe yeah. 3D may have had something to do with that too. I don't know. But I like, can't say for a fact because I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah. if I don't know, I think 3D is doing it wrong.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not interested in 3D. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't. I stop seeing I did, movies. I just. I just.
0: I just wish that, uh, that that there was a 2D uh, uh, HFR version of it, but there's not. Mm.
3: Yeah, that's that does suck. I agree.
1: My name's Scab
3: Squeezins.
0: Ding, 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 ding. My name's Scab Squeezins, and I'm here to say. Mm. I broadcast in an incompetent way.
1: <laughs> hey. hey, Skype Squeezing. where you been?
0: <laughs> I've been dropping calls, been dropping this.
1: calls, and playing ads. Yeah, <laughs> that's like a Deborah Harry rap. Yeah, just like non non rhyming, just saying things. That no, no, yeah. I think
0: you're I think you're thinking of Anthony Kiedis.
1: This, or, I don't know any rapping that. Does Anthony just do a bunch of rapping? Yeah. Like yeah, that's, like that's all little... he
0: ever does is like that. Like, yeah,
1: that scat. Like... Y- yeah.
0: Like funky, funky pseudo scat. Yeah. Like with, with incredibly obvious rhymes talking about fajita pitas or something.
1: <laughs> I can about fajita pitas. I would like him if he talked about fajita pitas. <laughs> I
0: think that, I think that's literally, uh, uh, I, I think that's literally <laughs> one of his lines or something. Mm. Uh, red hot chili peppers. There we go.
1: What do we got? You're gonna get really spicy fajita recipes. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, I <laughs> guess that get. wasn't. It just uh, it, yeah. it,
0: it's it sounded like a uh, huh. Oh well. Hmm. I need okay, to bookmark so... some of these though. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sounds delicious. Is the a gone now? Or... <laughs> yes, it's, it, yeah, it's it's much, much better. better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. you're just gonna bookmark those Red Hot Chili Peppers lyrics. Yeah, yeah, for later reading. <laughs>
3: <You know. laughs> these are the show notes. You just send me the entire lyrics to California that? Like,
1: yeah. yeah, we we tricked you onto our. We're, we're Peppermen, yeah. and this is our Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. <laughs> um, God, do I fucking hate that band. There, there's like there are very few bands I hate more than the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I hate those assholes. Give it if I ever do that hate song thing. Give it away is the song. Yeah. I want to do for it because I fucking, I hate that song so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it just, is. yeah. is. I'm going to put it in you.
2: Stop going to so, you. So, I know.
1: I, yeah.
0: So, so the, for the first album I bought with my own money was uh, was Fastball's All the Pain Money Can Buy. But mm-hmm. I sent somebody out to get that. The first album that actually had, like, somebody pick up like to like take me to circuit city specifically with the intent to buy was where it actually peppers Californication.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I was, <laughs> I was,
0: I was also 13 or yeah. no, no, actually 12. I was actually 12. So that makes makes you know. sense. Yeah.
1: The time and a place
3: time and a place. Yep. It was no doubt. Tragic kingdom for me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First thing I bought myself, I think, I mean, I'm not saying that to brag, but it might be uh, automatic for the people. Hmm. Which is pretty good. I, I stand yeah. by that album.
0: Yeah, I was uh, I was an REM fan, fan from a, like a remarkably young age. Too, yeah. So Me too. Yeah. yeah, like eighth grade, listening to you know.
1: <laughs> I I think in that same trip I also bought Ten Thousand Maniacs Unplugged and the Toe the Sprocket album as well. So like you know to anti brag <laughs> like I just like, <laughs> this, three things I like and just like uh yeah. nineteen ninety one Prestige college rock.
3: <laughs> like. You were an interesting kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the,
1: uh, yeah. Oh. Yes, indeed. Hmm. It was the, uh, yeah. i uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that was. And then I got into Nirvana and stuff, and then it, it made slightly more sense. REM Nirvana makes more out. sense. Yeah. 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 Even though, like, with the, that, I think I recognize even at that age that, like, nirvana was just a pop band because every other grunge band i rejected pretty pretty soundly like i was a nirvana and then my friends would be like oh if you love nirvana you gotta hear alice in chains and then like they'd play alice in chains i was like this is stupid and angry like his <laughs> <laughs> lyrics are about how angry he is that's dumb <laughs> don't do that like um yeah
3: oh man that's a judgment that stands up for me at like 28 so yeah, <laughs> I'm right on board with
0: you there. <laughs> well, well, it's a stance that's vindicated by history. I'm, I'm kind of shocked, honestly. Like the like the thing the thing about the grunge era that always that that always like upsets me from a historical perspective is that people still like lend credence to Pearl Jam, mm.
1: they, which well, is that, which
0: is bizarre to, to me a little bit.
1: To but. be fair, like Pearl Jam has changed a lot. Like they I think they're closer to like a. <sighs> Like more and more in their kind of I guess following and marketing have become something closer to like a fish or a Dave Matthews Band, where like they're just devotees okay. of Pearl Jam. Like they've they sound you know they sound just kind of like a rock band. They stop. They are not trying to be commercial in any way. So I, I mean I'm not saying that's necessarily a feather in their cap, but they're not mm. attempting to to get radio play and they're not getting it. You know yeah. they 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 do weird shit like they go on tour and then release every show from the tour as like special records Mm -hmm. and people buy them like they have just become this weird cottage industry
3: yeah i think that's your luxury once you're that famous then it's like you can become unfamous and still have a house but like (laughs) yeah but but,
1: but like this like
0: they still show up on like late night television like doing you know like jimmy kimmel
1: which is weird i I wonder about that but they haven't had like a hit yeah since uh, like that where oh where is my Oh man,
0: like the last kiss. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> they, they haven't had a hit since that. That song, <laughs> that cover. Yeah, yep, that was their last, <laughs> last just just the like, biggest hit.
0: Like the like the original version of that is actually like a pretty, it's a pretty good song. But then they Pearl
1: Jamified it. Yeah, yeah, like, like, mostly just by singing it. Like he <laughs> <laughs> just Pearl anything he says. Yeah he there's too much confidence in how he sings that song
2: yeah
1: i want to make fun of him or like you know like remind him that his parents will die or something and get him to calm the fuck down and <laughs> chill out a little bit <laughs> not as much hmm. eddie
0: yeah oh well mm-hmm.
1: It's a weird time, too. There's, like, the—in the um the mid-'90s, too, that was the period in which grunge was this weird cultural punchline. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you had things like Adam Sandler on Saturday Night Live doing Eddie Vedder mm-hmm. and things like Eddie Vedder better characters and things. And that's just preposterous now. Yeah. Like, thinking about someone going on Saturday Night Live and making fun of Eddie Vedder to be, you know, to hit that zeitgeist <laughs> is just crazy to me. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I don't I don't know which just <laughs> I, I kind of I've kind of I kind of spent my like formative music years like you know for, like between 15 and 25 not not formative but like you know if you're going to be like into into bands wondering like what the music of the 2000s was going to be and like nothing came of it I don't know what that is like what happened.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's. I mean, I feel like there are probably fewer. Those yeah. things exist. We just don't know what they are.
0: Yeah, that's a thing. So yeah, that I, 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 that was a backdoor way of getting into how out of touch I am in general. But
1: yeah, it happens to everybody. Yeah. Like at the. Uh, you know, I,
0: I used to be with it, but then they changed yeah. what it
1: was, yeah, now what I'm with is weird and scary yeah the I think if the it guy, doesn't
3: happen to you after twenty five something's wrong with you, probably yeah for, like well, that's almost as weird as
1: yeah, I suppose yeah, you were just hanging around with all the the young but, people but, but like and, all most of the bands that I
0: like now like my my, my two favorite my, my two examples, the Mountain goats and Ockerville River, I found those at nineteen, and like I'm probably going to listen to those forever, likely.
1: Those are weird, weird examples of, like, know. <laughs> uh, you know, very uh, prolific and longevic kind of mm-hmm. bands.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. But I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I guess, I guess it's probably. I think most people who are into music will eventually, or do, end up getting into things that have staying power. Mm-hmm. Like all these people who are like just flipping their shit over. I mean, I don't even know enough about it to have examples. Like, <laughs> flipping their shit over, like, all their vampire weekends yeah. and their,
2: all you know,
0: of their Gangnam boss style. gags and
1: shit. <laughs> why, why, why is everybody
0: <laughs> flipping their shit over Gangnam Style?
1: Like, if someone's flipping their shit over Gangnam Style, they probably also like something that's, yeah, you know, that's... a little bit more uh, rooted. They just also keep, like, they keep one part of their brain on, the tre- you know, what's trending. Yeah. And it's the like, other Stand boys. So, <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm. yeah uh, like katie perry that's somebody like that people yeah. listen to now she's a pop lady yeah she's a she's a she's a popstress lady jaja lady uh, lady, Ga- her, with, lady gaga yeah you got lady gaga out there lady gaga yeah with her with, with her pokemon faces
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> which i'm sure oh
0: oh i thought up a. it's it's not terrible enough to be a terrible t-shirt idea gary but i want to throw <laughs> it out there jose corvo Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh. It's, it's, it's pretty, pretty
2: dirty.
1: I, I it's, it's actually probably is terrible enough. Like I imagine that's I could see it. Like just the mask next to a bottle, and then somebody
2: yeah puts yeah. it down.
1: Yeah. The um, yeah, I don't know. I think that one of the things that's happened uh, to make music n- not feel the same way. Mm-hmm. And again, probably everyone says this when they get mm-hmm. to a certain age. Is uh, I feel like some of the the lines have blurred. A little bit, not specifically. Mm-hmm. Robin Thicke's hit "Summer down <laughs> about date rape. About yeah, the date his date rape anthem. The the it's date even, song since like, sex type thing.
3: Like like it's not even the theme and the overtone of that song that angers me as much as the lyrics. Also like mm-hmm. it's the most amateurish like rhyming and thing going on that I can't I can't stand it. It's terrible.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a real bad. song. It's pop a really song.
3: amazingly bad song.
1: Yeah, I but the, like the there's this weird like it's become OK to be into that kind of pop music for all involved. So like the hipsters of today who are all into their vampire weekends also love Lady Gaga and, you know, Kaesha and all these Kachinga and Chinji and all the rap men and all that stuff. Like it's just kind of become less segregated, whereas I felt like there was so much identity mm-hmm. like when I was at that age you know like if you're in a grunge like you didn't like you know there was t- like i I didn't tell my friends that i had that ten thousand maniacs tape mm-hmm. that's a deep dark secret <laughs> um, yeah yeah i don't know if that's true though i don't know if that's just me being an old man yeah and- well,
3: i don't know part of it might just be like you know everything counterculture becomes mainstream eventually and i don't know if that's what's going on with the hip-hop oh. stuff and like you were saying all these quote-unquote hipster bands and stuff like that you know <laughs>
0: yeah yeah so 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 i've been I've been doing a lot of uh, doing doing a lot of reading about the new sincerity just because I hate myself and I like being angry yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, sure yeah but, but, uh, but no, just like you just the idea that you know there 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 used to be there used to be authority and then irony undermined it, and now everybody's trying to seek a way to you know to replace that with something that is sanctimonious and quote unquote genuine right and yeah. so there used to be authority in music which was you had top top 40 radio you know Dick Clark's American Bandstand or whatever um and uh, MTV that's not that's not here anymore so have, like there's this fragmented everything like like where like where is that determined like I <laughs> again being out of touch I heard uh, that fun song at a, mm-hmm. at, at a at a taco restaurant and I was like huh that sounds pretty neat and I checked out the video and like I saw 9 million Views. Same thing with uh, that one Mumford & Sons song. I was like, huh, that sounds yeah. interesting. Boom, 12 million views. What? Where is this happening? Yeah. Where are people discovering this? Because whenever I try and discover music or look out, all that I find is just per- paralysis of options.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's all, I mean, it also has to do with, like, it's—you're it's, not wrong about it having this kind of authority, but it's also—the uh, authority is now kind of just moved, so it comes through. It's just like internet shares, and you know, uh, YouTube. YouTube popularity has become just top forty charts. Like it's just gone hand in hand with the, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the, the different ways we listen to music. Like the death of the album and stuff. Yeah. Like it's become the same thing as when we had top forty. Like essentially, they're singles mm-hmm. now, in the in the same way they used to be. Oh. So in a weird way, it's kind of come full circle. To that, you're just outside of the circle now. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and there and there are like I've seen I've never go to them but there are like Facebook groups and stuff that like you can subscribe to that are just like, you know, hot hits mm-hmm. and like the next viral <laughs> viral music things. Like it's just my mom like does. And then like so they'll play songs like that like slightly before they become popular. Yeah, yeah. You know. Like not not when there are like two hits, but when they're like a million hits and then eventually they become 9 million hits because my <laughs> mom is sharing it with all my aunts. Yeah. <laughs> you
3: know? And then you <laughs> see it. Yeah. So that is a question. Maybe one of you guys can answer this. Do, do you think that all of this internet stuff and this internet culture has made the gimmick song into a top 40 thing? Like, or was the gimmick song always there? And I'm just <sighs> searching for examples from my childhood that I don't remember lately.
1: Like, 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 like c- Dr. Demento, right? <laughs>
3: Like, no. <laughs> they're, they're coming to take <laughs> no, I mean, me away. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. <laughs> but we were like talking about Gangnam Style, and that was a legitimate, like, financial success and top mm-hmm. 40 hit. And The Fox says, and yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, Which and my, my
0: just... niece fucking loves that song.
1: <laughs> Yipes.
0: <laughs> I know, right?
1: <laughs> song weeks. I watch. I don't really, this isn't answering your question, but, like, I don't really watch Saturday Night Live, but I caught, like, an episode of it, and they did a parody about, like, this dude at a party, and, uh, all his family's there and then it's like what does my girl say and it's all it was like really really misogynistic and terrible and went on for like three and a half minutes and i was like well i'll check back with you in another 20 years yes yeah. like,
3: when I the remember, entire cast has been replaced yeah like i, you know, I watched I, I watched the
1: dana carvey years and then i watched <laughs> that what does the fox say parody and then in 2034 i'll check back in on you but then they'll fucking do something like that Wes Anderson horror movie, and it's like, wait a that, minute, mm, that was kind of neat. But they they made a lot of missteps. Like, they why are the characters from other movies in that movie? Yeah, that's the biggest that's lazy misstep. And I stupid. think. Like, there, yeah, there, there's should've...
0: a uh, there, there's a there's a wonderful article that uh, was the, that the guy who like directed that, like the yeah. creative director behind it, that he wrote about the production of it, and it's like, oh, like they didn't have time to be to, like to like to put thought into it. They just had to go. I'm
3: sorry, that Wes Anderson horror movie. <laughs> did i miss something awesome
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was an snl parody uh it was it, like uh, uh edward norton he he guest starred here uh recently and so they did a they did a uh a, a spoof of wes anderson uh called like the the midnight society or the midnight coterie of sinister intruders or something like that <laughs> and, and it was and it was as though wes anderson had directed a had directed a a, a horror movie and like yeah, they, I they, was they, looking
3: like, for that in my head, and all I could find was the Fantastic Mr. Fox.
0: Yeah, yeah, which is which is a creepy movie, but like they nailed the look <laughs> and feel entirely, yeah. and, you know. But it's like just the holy shit when you read about it. But but they but they do something like that that shows like just like like a little bit of like attention to craft. And it's like wait,
1: it's so weird. Like it's weird though. Like I I can somewhat appreciate that kind of attention to craft, but I'm also like, you know, the fa- all the ways it just kind of is copying the thing rather than. Like, it's it's just, I mean, kind of underdone. Like, it, I thought it was funny mostly because of the um, that Owen Wilson impersonation is yeah. pretty miraculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the idea is funny. But the actual watching it, it's like, this is very impressive the way that you can directly just kind of ape this stuff. Like, that's, you know, I, there's skill involved in that. But there's not, like, inspiration involved in it. Yeah. You know? So it was, like, kind of, like, disappointing to me. Like, it had been, and partly because of buzz culture stuff, it had been hyped up to me, like,
2: Oh yeah, you know, yeah! It was
1: it was all over all of my Facebook, and then like I finally sat down to watch it, and I was kind of disappointed. Like, yep, that's a very good imitation of Wes Anderson,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know. But it's not a joke about Wes Anderson, and it's not like a, uh, you know, a loving like this is the kind of thing he would do, you know. And there's just like a lot of shortcuts that they did that that kind of made it that way, and like I read the same thing you're talking about, and when he talks about. You know not like it being so hurry up and go like i get that like that's something that i can mm-hmm. i can kind of respect the craft in it i also kind of disrespect the editorial voice behind it mm. you know like it's impr it's mildly impressive but it's not very like artistically successful
0: you know yeah. i forget where we even came from to get there but, <laughs>
2: yeah
0: yeah uh, i'm sorry I, worth, I brought it up
1: <laughs> it's worth watching Viv. like you should it's it's pretty it's neat like it's neat to watch and it is it is funny so okay okay
3: Oh man, that oh, and the swamp is poison. One of the like I kinda made a text file. I was messing around in the level about thirty minutes ago and uh there's a a note on the ground in the hallway on your way into the actual level proper, like Mm -hmm. between the arch stone and the level of five two. That just says beware of poison swamp ahead it has
1: 363 of <laughs> <laughs> the uh, when the last time i was playing someone did that but it was in the middle of the i was going after the black phantom and someone put it in the middle of the swamp and just said beware of poison and like <laughs> i love that by the time you get that far out into it, it's like oh yeah poison that's been going on for yeah.
2: the
1: last several hours mm-hmm. uh, and so good yeah but hey at least
0: <laughs> at least it's accurate
1: It is accurate. It's well. They they, I love the one. There's Dark Souls ones too, where like I, in front of um in the parish, you like in front of the statues, you just put like statue ahead, Mm -hmm. like just right in front of each statue. Yeah, like uh, that's there. Those are funny to me. Oh, statue ahead. Thanks. Thanks, strangers.
0: Uh, Before we before we go, can I go use the restroom real quick? Yup. Cool. Indeed. No. Damn it. No. (laughs) Power through. I can't use a bottle. I'll be right, back. All right. The, uh... Because of hygiene.
1: <laughs> it made me really uncomfortable, so yeah, <laughs> please don't. Okay, cool. Like... All
0: right, so we're all agreed. It is And yeah. easy... an uneasy to taunt between me, my bladder, a bottle, <laughs> and hygiene, and you.
3: There it is.
1: The, uh... <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> BRB. Yeah.
1: Vivian, while Cole's gone, let's pee in jars on Mike, and he'll never know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> just put it in the episode and don't tell him yeah. it's there.
1: <laughs> no one must know. Uh, not gonna to listen to. Yeah, yeah I think it's it, in the, in
3: the yeah. or
1: something. It's it's uh it's Cole's edit, so we will uh, we'll see we'll see if he skips past it or if he uh, he uses that.
3: He has the moral courage to admit his weak bladder.
1: <laughs> like, oh, cool! <Cole>, hey, <laughs> well, I don't want to. Like, I don't know what will end up on the extra. So, but you listen to the shows like Cole talks about his bladder. <laughs> Like oh, yeah. it is not; yeah. a, it's no secret. So,
3: I can't think it, of a better. This, this is a good level to talk about bladders. And,
1: yeah, this, this is that you're walking inside a giant bladder. So, mm-hmm. Ugh ugh. ugh.
3: ugh. I was in the middle of watching the second season of American Horror Story on Netflix when you called me. That was part of. My work to get ready. And that's super <laughs> depressing.
1: <laughs> I haven't, I haven't seen that show. Um, I've heard, I've heard intriguing things, but I haven't taken the plunge.
3: It is not good in terms of it being, you know, like it's not like edifying television that will make mm-hmm. you think different things about the world. But it's, it's entertaining television, and it's very like. There's not really anything else like it, both in the perspective of it being like a horror show in and of mm-hmm. itself, and then just some of the content and it's it's weird it's weird and it's super ballsy in terms of showing things that are stupid and random and make no sense in a way that that makes it entertaining and engaging because it's so different from you know generic sitcom and
1: yeah tv doesn't really dramatic
3: do that. dramatic show with cops and robbers and
1: yeah yeah police procedural
3: what are I'm we uh, speaking of
1: uh american uh, horror story
3: yeah oh I, shit the second season just ended up on Netflix and I started watching it and it is an amazing downer compared to season one and season three. Like I'm super just kind of depressed and (laughs) Hmm.
0: I mean, is this, is this a recommendation because I've been interested in it because it looks visually, visually compelling.
3: It is is worth watching for that reason. I I, I was just telling Gary, it's not edifying television by Mm -hmm. any stretch of the imagination. Like you're not going to immediately want to have deep thoughtful conversations about it when you finish, but it's worth watching if only because it's creative and different from the bulk of what's on TV, and hmm. is kind of doing things in that medium, you know, even just the genre of being a horror series, yeah, Makes yeah. it kind of different from anything else that's floating around.
0: Yeah, it's hard yeah. for me to mention off the top of my head like another successful horror series. Yeah, but
3: you get into space like Twilight Zone and stuff. You, you that's get not, to like Twilight Zone like and Trump like, beats, uh, right? yeah, yeah,
0: I'm gonna watch it with tw- uh, my. Umpteenth watch through a Twin Peaks right now, and yeah, that is horror, but you know, it's a lot of
3: other things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, twenty years old.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so current horror, like you don't really see that ever at all. Like that, Tales from the Crypt.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah <laughs> I think scared like the one fuck out in. of me <laughs>
3: yeah <laughs> well, yeah when i was a kid i actually used to have nightmares about the crib keeper and i sort of got <laughs> over it by one night having a nightmare about skateboarding with the crib keeper and <laughs> you know, skateboard helmet and the full gear and everything and i don't know how that happened or if it was like my brain trying to protect itself or what it never creeped me it. out again and then as an adult it's That is one of the worst shows I've ever seen in my
2: life.
3: (laughs) Yeah,
0: Uh, I I didn't realize until I was much older how Canadian "Are You Afraid of the Dark"
2: is. (laughs) (laughs) Like
0: going back and 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 seeing
3: it, it's like it's like the most Canadian. Yeah, I I think there was a lot of that going on at Nickelodeon when we were kids, and we just didn't notice it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, outsourcing, outsourcing, yeah, cheap Canadian humor plants. (laughs) (laughs) That's (laughs) like...